Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, welcome back to the Frontier Freedom Hour. If you missed any of our discussion today, go to FrontierFreedomRadio.com. FrontierFreedomRadio.com. We're talking Proposition HH with Chris Brown, who's Vice President of Policy and Research with the Common Sense Institute, where he leads the research efforts of CSI to provide insightful, accurate, and actionable information on the implications of public policy issues throughout the state of Colorado Go to commonsenseinstituteco.org to download all the different white papers that they have. Uh, and when, in a second, I want to ask them about some of the other research that they've done on crime, on um, education issues in the state of Colorado. But before that, I, if you're like me and you just you look at the political leadership of not only the state but of the nation and you're just wondering what happened. How did we go from Washington and Lincoln and great statesmen? to, you know, people that just kind of deliver for special interest groups, aren't really concerned about their constituents, aren't really principle-driven in their leadership. And you're just wondering, goodness, what has happened to our country? I think it all stems back to the family and education. When we get those two wrong, when we disregard healthy families and we give up on education, just turn that over to the government, well, you end up with inadequate Uh, political leadership. Friends, Colorado Christian University is trying to change that. CCU is a university on a mission, a university with a strong foundation on Jesus Christ and the teachings of the Bible. CCU is launching, just think about it, 200-degree specialists, accountants, business leaders, counselors, pastors, teachers, musicians, political leaders, Colorado Christian University is that bright, shining light. Hugh Hewitt called it the Lantern of the Rockies. We have a campus in Lakewood, Colorado, 1,500 residential students there. These kids are brilliant. It's so much fun. It's a traditional college setting, so you got the sports. you got a chapel on Tuesdays and Thursdays where the kids are learning about their faith and growing in their faith, and then high-level academics a, a really top-notch education there. And then we have an online program, CCU Online, the College of Adult and Graduate Studies. Um, you can literally finish your degree almost entirely online where you're not having to spend those nights out away from your family. I know it's so challenging. We have four kids. You're trying to get that degree to open up the next chapter of your life. Well, that can take place all online with Colorado Christian University, over 8,000 Adult learners worldwide, it really is a great school. It's one of the top 10 most conservative schools in America right here in Denver, Colorado. So check it out. Go to ccu.edu. Just poke around. See what the degree options are there for you. Certificate programs, the Lee Strobel Center for Apologetics. If you ever want to go deeper into your faith, be able to defend your faith, that's all happening at CCU. It is great what God is doing with this institution. So check it out. All right, Chris Brown. Vice President of Policy and Research at the Common Sense Institute. We've talked about Proposition HH. You guys have made a very clear and compelling argument through your research that this is going to cost more than what you're going to save on your property taxes. You will lose an estimated $5,119 in Tabor refunds over the next decade in an effort to save 
really just a small percentage on your property taxes. So it's obviously not the right solution. You guys don't take a position. Centennial Institute does. It's going to be a hard no on Proposition HH as well as II. Just check no on that ballot that you get. Chris, you guys do research in all sorts of areas. Tell me a little bit about some of the most impactful research you guys have done. We did a big study once on marijuana that just shot the moon. We briefed the White House on it. And uh, What research have you guys produced that really is, you think, changing the conversation? Well, I, I appreciate that. I, 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 you know, we do tackle a wide range of issues, and I do think you know, when you look at the polling of, of what people care about, right, uh, obviously affordability is, is top of list, but I think the three things that we routinely hear people and they care about is, 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 is housing, housing affordability, uh, crime, and homelessness in many of the major metro areas. And I, I've been really, you know, proud of the team and the work the team's done and sticking with the numbers and and focusing on diving into exposing information in a way that probably hasn't been provided, particularly on crime right. and and homelessness. And I think, you know, we 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 have two great uh, criminal justice fellows and, and a great a policing fellow, former Denver Police Chief Paul Pazin, that has done some great work looking at the rising cost of crime. Uh, the extent to which Colorado stands out. I think we were some of the first to report two years ago, Colorado had the highest rate of auto theft in the nation, fast, second fastest growing property crime rate. These sorts of stats, I think, really jumped out to people and cut through at a time that we needed to be focused on the growing cost of this issue in our major metros. Uh, and then our homelessness work. I mean, we, in our latest report last which we are sort of going through an update now, we showed uh, that there have that there will be 1.7 billion dollars spent addressing and related to homelessness throughout the Denver Metro over a three-year window, and and the problem and the issue and the challenges people face, the human toll that that is taking, is getting worse. Right. And so as we see discussions around more spending and higher taxes, I think we're trying to fundamentally look at, like, are we really addressing the problem uh, in, a, in a really succinct and compelling way? And I think the numbers and the analysis we've done has really helped illuminate the, those issues. So I've been really particularly proud about those two, along with our housing work and our, and our other analysis. But um, yeah, I don't know what what's jumped out to you. Are, are you talking with you about other issues? Are you getting the sense that lawmakers are paying attention? I'll just be totally candid. When we go down, and this could just be the Centennial Institute because everyone knows we're the big social conservatives in the room. But um, when I go down there and face lawmakers, it, it just seems so special interest driven to me that uh, they're there to kind of deliver not on behalf of their constituents, not on behalf of principles or ideas, but whatever special interest group really wants to, to, to provide that. And I remember talking to Hugh McKean one time, former uh, you know, head of the Republicans in the House of Representatives. Um, and I remember asking you, who do you negotiate when you're when you're working with uh, Democrats on the other side? And you guys are nonpartisan, which I really appreciate because you you work up with both sides. You're really focused in on the stats. But I said to Hugh, uh, when you're trying to negotiate an amendment, who do you call? And he goes, well, I call the ACLU because they wrote the bill. 
Um, <laughs> the lawmakers yeah. didn't write the bill. Do you get a sense that you're breaking through the noise yet? Are the lawmakers paying attention to this data and trying to fix it? I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think so, right? I think we 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 strive to have an impact. I think the the, the type of conversations we're having now, the conversations we're having one on one, the the way that the media I think conveys some of this information, I do think it it, it can cut through and and does have an impact. I mean, um, you know, it's been I think it's a small thing, but I, I was intrigued, you know, when there have been you know, outcries of, of the city council, Denver city council around homelessness. And at one point or at several points, you know, these, these grassroots or even homeless individuals that are there testifying, uh, providing public testimony have cited our work about the challenges that they face on the ground mm-hmm. and, and how the numbers. And so, you know, I think it does cut through. And when they, when legislators hear from someone on the ground citing our work, uh, it validates it in a way that is different from just us talking about it. But I do think I do think those numbers do cut through, do help people um, see light, and and over the long run, hopefully, can lead to better outcomes. But I think we have a long way to go to to, to continue to shed more light on on the numbers and the issues and the real long term impacts. But you know, again, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think. You know, our team and, and others, you know, everyone in this talking about the unintended consequence and long-term impact if, if we weren't having an impact. Chris, let me ask you about one of the areas of research that you guys do that we haven't talked about, which is healthcare. Um, I looked yeah. also, one of your, your charts shows sort of where Colorado has spent their money in the last 15 to 20 years. And we, we're spending tens of billions of dollars on healthcare. Um, and it's strange, when you do a, a Google search and it's got that autocomplete function, if you start with, why is Colorado so blank, it autofills fit. We're the most fit state <laughs> in the country, and yet we're spending tens of billions, I mean, I mean vastly uh, more on health care than any other part of our, of our state budget. Now, this may change with, the, with Prop HH um, probably overfunding our wealthier school districts, but um, how how should we assess that healthcare question and why the state spends so much money on this? Oh well, yeah. Do we have another four segments? <laughs> you got about you got about thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's it, well. I think I think there's been this growing trend to subsidize premiums instead of addressing fundamental reforms that can improve outcomes. So really what we're seeing is an increase in spending to try to limit what people pay in premiums, but it's really fun. It's overall not really changing the cost curve and the overall spending level. And it's crowding out other priorities in the state budget. Hence why education is looking for these new, these new dollars. So there's a whole host of problems there. And I think it's just a matter of not fully weighing those long-term implications and those long-term trade-offs and just just evaluating the sort of short-term. Go to commonsenseinstituteco.org, commonsenseinstituteco.org. You can dive into, I mean, just all this research, property tax calculator, free enterprise report, jobs report, inflation, education, energy and environment, healthcare, infrastructure, jobs and economy, all that is right there. Uh, They're doing great data analysis, nonpartisan. They work with all sides, but they're at, the, the key is getting to the data. So check it out. 
Chris Brown, thanks so much for joining us, friends. This is Jeff Hunt. It's been a great opportunity to be with you today. God bless you. Yeehaw.